to another episode of Reasonable Wrestling. It is I, the most high, with my tag team partner, CT, a.k.a. Chitty Bang. What's happening with you, man? What's good? What's good? What's good, everybody? And as you know, this is the Underground, a professional wrestling podcast. Yeah, it's been a cool week. It's been a good week of wrestling. Uh, we obviously had the culmination of uh, Gary American Bash and AEW this week. Uh, there was a lot going on. A little bit about the speaking out movement, we can go touch on that. Uh, but Chris, how was your week of wrestling? I mean, my week of wrestling was pretty good, man. Um, it, it's it's realistically, you know, kind of a great place to be a wrestling fan at this point, where you just have an array of shows, an array of wrestling you can. Pick and choose your buffet, you know what I mean, of what yeah. you want to see. Uh, me, I'm I'm still, you know what I mean. I stick to what I what, and not that I, I'm opposed to trying new things, but you know my week of wrestling was really good when it comes to WWE stuff. What I watch, um, I like a little bit of AAW stuff that I've seen. Um, Impact stays in the news for me to kind of keep up with what they're doing. Um, and then I'm always watching shit on YouTube. So, I mean, I'm watching old ROH stuff, old fucking TNA stuff. Uh, I'll yeah. catch myself watching the old shit. The Super the New Japan Cup was just fucking this week. I mean, today, yes, last night. And, okay. you know what I mean? So, New Japan stuff keeps... So, wrestling has been a good week, man. So, i just been, you know, i just been... Monday started off, man. You know, we root for everything that's black. You feel me? So, Monday was a good week. <laughs> Uh, it was a good start, and then Wednesday was, you know, you know, was the uh, uh, culmination of black people and wrestling with my man Keith King Keith out here. So yeah, yeah I mean, we just check. You know, I've been coming cooler, man. Over there, man. Honestly, I, I, this was a good week for me as well, man. I, I, I definitely, obviously, I watched the AEW stuff. I watched the East product. I didn't know New Japan was uh, having their cup this week, but that's what's up, man. Um, but. Uh, but that's like like what goes to speak what you what you said is a buffet right now, you know. Impact is doing their thing about to have some anniversary. Might bring up some um, talents that got let go from WWE, spicing up 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 a little bit. Last week we talked a little bit about MLW. It wasn't quite great news, but you know we have uh, they're trying they're trying to get people in there too. I see uh, you got obviously AEW and WWE. Uh, so at New Japan, you know, so New Japan keeps treading on. I mean, it just came back after COVID, so. I'm glad they're able to, you know, get their wrestling back in order over there. They said when wrestling comes back, it's a sign that things are not back to normal. So hopefully things are good out there in New Japan because um, they really did get they, everybody just listened they, in Japan. They just kind of stay home for two months, which is fun, you know, and they're good. <laughs> so I mean, honestly, uh, that's that, that's when you think about it, man. On a minuscule level, how important wrestling is, and then how important wrestling is, right? Like, wrestling is a part of society in both cultures, right? American people are, you know, a, a, a subsection, a niche 
you know, population enjoys it, needs it, thrives off of it. You know what I mean? Um, so much that two television corporations gave a billion dollars for TV property, where TV time, nobody's buying cable, you know, or paying for cable at this point. So when you talk about that, and then you have, uh, 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 you know, New Japan with their culture and how intricate wrestling is to them and their society and how they take it and approach it. Um, yeah. You look you look at it and you're like, okay, man, it's wrestling, but then it's wrestling. You know what I mean? And like you, and like you say, when, or like New Japan said, when our society is good, our society will reap the benefits of wrestling. And yeah. and and on the, on the other end, where our society isn't good, well, shit, somebody got to make this money, and why not be wrestling? You know what I mean? So yeah. like, it was, <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, but I'm glad they're back out there doing their thing. You just mentioned to me before the podcast that Evil won the cup, so shout out to Evil uh, and. Uh, definitely uh, I'm going to be interested in seeing him. In the, and in he joined club. Bullet he's, Club, man. Oh, okay. So he's in the Bullet Club now. So shout out to Evil. Definitely uh, do, your thing, do your thing out there. I want to see more Evil um, get, get, a, get a push out there. So I, I'll, might, I might tune in a little bit now. Uh, definitely uh, was an interesting week when it with Great American Bash and AEW. I mean, we're getting back Bash and AEW Fighter Fest going head-to-head. Uh, that's where, that was the highlight of the week for me. Like I told you, I told people on Instagram, like, yo, it's like a football game to me like, every week with these two. I want to see them come to play, you know? And um, I like the cross program, man, because at the end of the day, I know it's cliche or whatever, but the fans win. You know, when we see great wrestling, and I think that we saw great wrestling on both of those shows, but with the four nights as a whole, Chris, I know where you're going <laughs> to go. It's time to yawn already. in I know where you're going to go already. But... Um, I'm gonna go with the fact that yes, NXT had the best, better show for me personally, and that's just my objective opinion uh, from my point of view. I know there are a lot of AW fans, but out of, out of the four shows combined, WWE went out there and they 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 put on a show. Uh, and you know we had Sasha Banks and EO had a great match. Uh, the Fatal Four Away with the woman last week, Thatcher and Oni. Uh, then we, you know, this week we go to you know, Swerve and Johnny Argano, and so that three fight with Candice LeRae and Mia Yim, and then cap it off with the crowning of Keith Lee and Greg American Bass. I loved all of it, you know. So when it came to to AEW Fighter Fest, it's not like they didn't have any hits. They had some some they had some shit there, you know. Especially with the, the they the had some attack. chicken shit there. <laughs> chicken shit. Listen, you know what? And I, here's the thing about AEW. I look at them as a growing company. So I give them, a, I, I do grade them on a curve every week. I come here and I grade them on a curve. But I, I'm going to say this. <laughs> I'm going to say this. The best match of the week for me was that six man tag. Eight man tag. Eight man tag. Excuse me. My bad. I keep saying six. But the eight man tag, honestly, it was a great spot for uh, FTR along with the Young Bucks to build with their storyline. Uh, as well as having Pentagon and Phoenix, who we love. And then it was a good showcase for Butcher and Blade as well because they needed to get the rub, and they put them on with, with that match. So I saw some shit in that match that I just, you know, never thought I would see. Like, I always tell you, man, there's things that, like, come wrestling. If you show me something I've never seen before, I'm going to I'm gonna say, like, okay, man, thank you. If you show me something that, um, that some storytelling, 
in a match, I'm gonna be like, yo, thank you. That was something that that's what I I digest my stick my teeth into wrestling. And they got we got both of that in that match. So um, when it came down came down to it, that was my favorite match of the week. So when it comes to Great American Bash and AEW, we saw the ratings, but and then we hear people talking about the ratings war, and then they AEW has have to <laughs> they have to. Um, they're making excuses. Honestly, I think that I think they're not. They might be right about the demographic shit, where the certain bracket between 18 and 50, 47, or something like that, is what they're trying to. It doesn't matter to me. At the end of the day, I feel like they're still gonna get. They're still gonna get. They're still gonna get clowned, you know, in their public opinion. If your show is losing in the overall ratings, and we just watch the shows and say, all right. We tuned in more to NXT, and, and you know they, they gave more of a fight. I feel like AW they ain't got that dog in them yet. I'm gonna be honest. I don't feel like they're coming for WWE's neck. I feel like they're like comfortable that they've gotten their contract, the TV contract, and they're comfortable that they are winning in a certain pocket. They're not. Com- they're not trying to. They're trying to make money, and if that's fine, cool. But if you're trying to make money, then I would say stop calling out WWE on your own product. If you're just here to make you know your own bucks. And say, hey man, we're making carbon our own pocket out of this wrestling industry. Fine, but if you're actually counter-programmed by WWE, you better come ready to play, you know. And there's and there's only a few few things there that we you know we're actually clamoring for, and that one 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 being the FTR Young Bucks match, you know. So yeah, going forward, I feel like you know NXT is where it's at. It's in a great spot, and uh, Great American Bash proved it. My thing with the whole situation with AEW is is that there's no if with them. They said that they were going to be different. They said that they weren't going to be worried about the competition. And when Trips said that he wasn't going to be worried about the competition and actually did what you said and put feet on neck, then somebody want to cry woof. You feel me? Yeah, I mean, when, when, when Triple H lied to our face and said that he wasn't counter-programmer, which we knew they were doing, right? But when they let off from the very first night and they gave us Adam Cole and Matt Riddle with no commercials for the NXT Championship, that was them saying, we are coming to fucking play. Now, for <laughs> now, AEW from there should have not tucked your tails. We're not saying run for a fight. But you pick the fights that you want. So by that, they should have just said, okay, let us build us. Let us do the most things that make sense. Let us make the most continuity of television, right? We got Cody talking about why MJF isn't in the TV title uh, picture when he's won a tournament, like King uh, King of the Ring S thing. So why isn't he in a TV title thing? Like that doesn't make sense. Or when you come to um, the, the women's division, right? where why hasn't the decision to be made that Kenny needs to take a step back and work on the women that he's actually trying to help because that division needs a little bit of assistance. Or when we talk about as deep and talented and prosperous as that tag team division is, there seems to have been um, aimlessness about it. You know what I mean? Like it has been directionless for some time, you know what I mean. Yeah, from yeah. from it's the been great matches, that's all. Now, and, now, and, and now to that, now you're getting that. Though. Now to counteract that with WWE's tag team division, it's been null and void. 
that goes to SmackDown, Raw, and NXT. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to sit here and just shit on AEW, but when it comes to what you were talking about, AEW have first came out and said that we aren't going to be worried about them. We're going to do us. And ever since they said that, they lied to our face and done everything except that. And the difference between Trips lying to our face and Cody and them lying to our face is what has been better. Exactly. I gave you time to think. <laughs> so, I think that I told you it's always hit and miss with me. Uh, there's some good stuff there, man. And, and um, I just think that they're trying to find that whatever that different thing is, they're trying to find it. And I think, I think it does take but time. That, but I think, but I don't want to cut you off. I don't want to cut you off. The, the Their different thing, CT, is them being them. We talk about us all the time as far as authenticity to ourselves and creating something for ourselves within ourselves, in the realms of ourselves, and not literally being capped to a ceiling, right? AEW wasn't capped to a ceiling when they got that television contract. And they're not capped to the ceiling because they don't have the con- the creative constructs that they have in a hierarchy of a company. Yeah. So yeah. with that being said, they should be playing run and gun. You know what I mean? Like that Madden offense should be uh-huh. run and gun. Them niggas should they, – they should have Julio Jones on one receiver and they should have Mike Evans as another receiver and Tyreek Hill in the slot and all they should be running – is all street go, and and that's I feel, it. I feel you on that. Yeah, just put just. I but who just said that they're not? I mean, at first I felt like they were. They aren't. So you got look at some- look at look at the course of time during COVID, during COVID, where a lot of people are figuring it out. We can't say WWE has operated in a pandemic before because they haven't. But yeah. what they did was they looked at their talent, they looked at the writing room, and they said we're switching it. Right, we have uh-huh. to. AEW took what they yeah. had and they stayed the course, and them staying the course has had them fall behind. So now it's time to evolve. Exactly, and and, 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 and that's what I mean by them finding themselves. Don't get me wrong; I know they're being themselves, and I know that not everything that's themselves I'm going to appreciate, which is I've accepted. You know, uh, you know, as a, as my way of viewing AEW, I just see them as a company that has the potential to put on some. Honestly, classics that you would say, "Hey, we can only find that in AEW." Yes, and that's what I'm looking for. You know, when I go to AEW, there are some built-in classics that you can have with some of these people there. And it takes time. It takes effort. It takes time to structure. You know, we just talked about this week that some people should be produced. So not everybody is is you know just hit, put them out there and you know just go. Yeah, some people need to be produced and yeah. they need that you know that to be you know. Coached. I think that you know shout out shout out to shout out to Swole, You know what I mean? Um, and 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 Britt Baker. You know, like you know, you can't say when Bailey's a role model and Britt Baker's a role model, and you can't say that you're being original, my nigga. The only thing you did was change your name at the top of the homework. You copied the. You didn't even. You didn't even erase shit to make it seem like you did the work, <laughs> nigga. You literally just copped the Quizlet, nigga. Like, you know what I mean? Don't, but uh, I can't do that to them because I think they're doing really good stuff with them to them too. I, I feel like I'm just saying I'm just, I'm just saying a, I'm just saying the role the role model thing. Because I okay. think the Britt Baker thing had legs if they would listen, AEW's all about nostalgia. 
if they would have put a Dr. Isaac Yankum gimmick with Britt Baker, I would have appreciated that than a knockoff role model gimmick of Bailey. I feel you. I feel you. I think that she does thrive as that. I think I like it more with her than Bailey. I'll be honest with you. When it comes to the role, she gives off more of a vibe with somebody who's an obnoxious person who's like, you know, I'm. I don't know. Higher, Bailey is obnoxious as shit, man. <laughs> it's like you know, like uh, yeah, you guys follow my footsteps. Maybe one day you could be a dental assistant. Like that shit was funny to me. Like she's gold, you know. And um, you know, so I feel like what they got going on with the women's division. It's taking some time, but it's finding some characters. It's finding some people over there. So, and that's the thing. I think they, they, they definitely were missing the mark on a lot of things before. But one thing I do have faith on them is that they're. I think they will pivot. I think they know. When to, I think they know that hey, we're gonna have to change shit up to get things exciting again. You know, I'm not here for uh, Brian Cage and John Moxley, unfortunately. And I know due to COVID, things have changed. You know, but Taz giving. Brian Cage, the FTW championship, does not sell me into a match with Brian Cage and, and Don Moxley. It doesn't. Although, I think that that prop could have been used in a way that really could have gotten Brian Cage over in a different manner. And one thing I see a trend in AEW is that there has been manager, a trend of managers overshadowing their person they're manager, managing. Brock Lesnar doesn't get overshadowed by Paul Heyman at all. You know, Zelina Vega does not overshadow you know, an Angel Garza yeah. and Andrade. You know, there are certain ways you want to use your manager so they don't look like they're the star. And the guy who they're promoting is a star because they're the ones that are going to go out there and have the match that we're trying to that you're trying to sell us on. So Brian Cage hasn't done that yet for me. And neither has, um, unfortunately, shout out to Lance Archie. Neither has he. But uh, with Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake seemed more like he was a star. You know? And I hope that with, now you have Nala Rose. She's about to debut a manager now, too. And I'm like, of all people, Nyla doesn't need a manager, even. Like, Nyla can talk. She had a great promo this week. So she doesn't even need a manager. So their use of managers have only worked when it's been Tully and Sean Spears versus that Cody shit. Because I think that that was a good matchup with Arn and Tully. And, you know, I think that was really cool. But you guys are overshadowing the other talent with your managers. One person that doesn't get overshadowed by their manager is probably Cody. And that's because he's Cody, you know? Um, but, yeah, that's one thing I've noticed that I want to see change a little bit, pivoting, because I definitely do think that they all got talent, the people behind these managers. I think that Lance Archer got talent. I got, like, Ryan Cage has talent. Um, so, and I definitely don't want to see Dylan Rose be overshadowed by maybe a Vicky Guerrero, although that would be interesting, you know? But, yeah, I'm ready to see some a pivot with AEW. And, I, I, and Brian Cage beating John Moxley is not it for me. Uh, even if he, you know, so or 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 have or, you know, or John Moxley winning right now, which I think is going to happen, doesn't bring me any joy either, you know. So, with that being said, they're in a little bit of a rut. But there was a time where I felt like AEW was having better shows than NXT not too long ago. And it was like you know, with the, when COVID thing started at, at first, you know. So that's where I was coming from with how they pivoted, and I think that they worked for a while. But this is not. A sprint. This is a this is a marathon. So that you took your L this week, even though you want to say the market, you know, whatever it is where advertisers really care. But who care? Who cares? No one cares but you. But what the advertisers think. People see a number and they say more people watch NXT for both weeks in a row. Do you want to just sit down and make excuses now? You or know what niggas? You know what? Show that more people gonna watch your show. You, niggas, you know what niggas call analytics? That fucking collectors. You know what they're called? 
What? N -n 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 nerds. <laughs> <laughs> hey, analysts work in business. Hey, we, hey, hey. shout out to Tony Khan. You're doing great business, baby. But I don't think that Tony Khan is, listen, Tony Khan, and that's my thing. Listen, I'm fucking these chips up because I'm high and drunk right now. Listen, <laughs> Tony Khan can't kick that business shit to Vince, nigga. That's number one. <laughs> Niggas want to talk about, oh, this is the first time ratings mattered in 20 years. Bro, what the fuck are you talking about right now, bro? Right? You want to talk about ratings? Right? Are we talking about bit like what we talking about wrestling shows? Are we talking about business? Are we talking about TV contracts? Because you ain't get a Billy from Fox. You ain't get I mean, a Billy from Uni year. You ain't get a Billy from Universal. You you haven't you haven't even been on TV 52 weeks straight to even discuss, bruh, to even be in a fucking conversation. Nigga, you can't even breathe the same air as Vincent <laughs> Kennedy McMahon when it comes to business and wrestling, my nigga. I mean, but maybe that's what he's trying to say. Like, you know, he's he's targeting a market. He's winning that demographic. So in the long run, you know, maybe... Nigga, how does he know what demographic... You know, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. I don't get shit. I ain't finna give him that. How did he know it was 18? He got a chip in my TV to know how fucking old I am when I turn the TV on? <laughs> how the fuck he know what my demographic is when I'm watching his shit? I don't know. Exactly. I, don't know. I never knew how Exactly, they nigga. How the fuck they know what a demographic between 18 and 49 is? And how he gonna say the 18 and 49 demographic... Is the one that's spending money when the 18 and 49 demographic ain't got no fucking money to spend, bitch. All we doing is watching wrestling. Nigga, we ain't got no choice. We ain't got no jobs. It's COVID, bitch. We flicking channels, nigga. Of course we're going to end up on AEW, motherfucker. We yeah, try not yeah, to go to sleep I, before 930. I, mean, I just don't care about the conversation about ratings at all. Unless you're going to say we won, period. Rather than say, hey, we won this portion like it just doesn't it's not a good look even if it's true it's just not a good look period nigga they so did they did this shit last week not be comfortable they did this they, they did this shit last week nigga it's two weeks in a row they done ran the same fuck shit nigga. Jericho out here saying exactly graphs and shit no one gives a fuck about your graphs. nigga nobody gives a fuck i know i watch sasha and eo nigga and i know that's i watch care, adam man. cole and fucking keith lee i know that's what i i know i watch orange cassidy motherfucker I know I can tell you that. I know I ain't watched... Nigga, Chris Jericho looked like Flubber, nigga. That nigga out there looked like Flubber with hair, my nigga. That nigga body's so fucking bad. I can't do half the shit Chris Jericho do, but I guarantee you I wouldn't even try looking like that. I can tell you that, man. If I look like Chris Jericho, I would just say, fuck it. It's enough cocaine and fucking Fozzie songs that I can sing. I ain't got to fucking wrestle, nigga. Not like, nigga, what the... What the fuck out of here, bro? Well, man. You're no. not down with the inner circle, bro? <laughs> nigga, and what is Santana and Ortiz doing? Oh, my God. They look like fucking lackeys, nigga. Shout out to the Barricras. You know what I mean? The fuck out of here, nigga. Y'all niggas ain't proud or powerful, bitch-ass niggas. The fuck out of here, man. <laughs> Yo, drop the bombs, man. Nigga, fuck that. They don't even deserve the bomb, nigga. Them <laughs> niggas supposed to be Black Lives Matter, Brown Lives Matter, and under Jericho fucking Winnipeg Canadian ass, nigga. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here, bro. <laughs>
Honestly, yo, when it comes down to it, it was an interesting week, and I and I'm and this is why I like this whole AEW thing, I, and and Wednesday night thing. It makes everything interesting, at least at the very minimum. And this is what I wanted. I wrote something. This is what we did back in the day with WCW, you know. And at the end of the day, we can we have it's, we win. Like I said, we we have wrestling fans win. So um, yeah, man, it was good no, for me. We don't win. WWE wins, nigga. This is the third competitor against the big guy, right? We had WCW, we had TNA, and now we got AEW. ECW don't count. J, uh, Jim Crocker promotions don't count. Our weights don't count because we they ate them eyes up. WCW, you say we win as fans? No. WWF won, nigga. They gobbled everybody up. TNA, you say we won as fans? <laughs> nigga, who the fuck remembers the X Division? WWE won, nigga. Got them niggas the fuck out of here, don't nigga. Don't do that, bro. Don't do that. <laughs> nigga, the best part of the X Division is where, nigga? In WWE, motherfucker. <laughs> AJ Styles, nigga. Get the fuck out of here, nigga. <laughs> Listen, listen. I'm saying that when you have two choices, you're gonna have great matches, you know. So, so um, I want to just see great matches at the end of the day. I want to see them go out there, put great storylines together that are gonna make me want to tune in and, and great telling. And, and if you just want to do a, be a wrestling show that puts on great matches, that's fine too. Just just make sure we are clear on what we're doing here, you know. Um, and saying, hey, this week you're gonna get this. This week you're gonna get that. AEW, Chris Jericho, or Cassie didn't do it for me. I'm sorry. That's not going to be the main event that I, I choose over Keith Lee and Adam Cole, who had some of the best shit all Bro, last why year. didn't they put the eight-man tag as the main event? I don't Thank understand you. it. That's Thank dumb you. business. That's dumb logic. So I don't give a fuck what Tony Khan got to say about TV demographics, nigga. You tried to win the 9 o'clock hour, you bitch-ass nigga. What the fuck are you talking about? You need to win that quarter hour or that half hour that matters, nigga. What young that eight man tag happened when? At eight o'clock? Eight thirty? Yeah. It's like in the middle like middle of the night. Uh so I was like, at least I could tune out after this. And I moved on to NXT. So like and I came back the next day to see what happened with AEW. Honestly, that's what I did. tuned in for that match, clicked over to NXT. Um, but yeah, man, it, it was interesting to to see the with all the stuff all the talk going on, how they were gonna perform. And NXT definitely came to play. You can tell. You can just see it. You know, you can just see that they were going to swing the bat and hit you over the head with some great shit that you're going to want to tune in for. Even like, like, shout out to me and Yemi and Candice LeRae. They did great stuff. Two nights, like, those, I mean, I know it was tape, right? So, but those, it was tape. those matches were great, man. Those were, the, the field for away was great. Tegan knocked that one. She won that. Now she's going to get to face Gio. Um... And then you got me again, man. Kind of started the next week in a fall count anywhere, man. Street fight, that shit was That shit was fire, man. So um, I don't want to change the channel when I see that. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like speaking of EO, EO's promo. God. Oh yes, it was crazy, bro. EO, they're using something. We're talking about like images when they're producing her, like the visuals they're giving with EO, her underwater. Her speaking Japan and having the subtitles. I'm like, thank God you know she was Japan she, with subtitles. She was the best produced. That was the best produced segment out of the whole week. Yo, yo. Out yes. of the whole week, that was the best produced day. Even the freaking main event was a was unproduced well. Shit. This Keekly and uh um Adam Cole match, yo, they gotta they gotta learn how to put together these matches when they take them, bro. 
There was a lot of cuts. We missed a near fall. We missed uh, the moonsault. Looked like like you said. Uh, you said they divide defy gravity. Just producing wise, I think they dropped the ball a little bit on producing some of these matches after the you know they had a week, man. Uh, so I don't know what, what maybe in the editing room something, more, uh, and they have to just figure out how to make it happen. So I don't know how the process is when you when you have tape wrestling, but this the, definitely the, the the main event was a little bit choppy. I mean, with that being said, I know we I I ate that I ate that edit up like a mug though. You know what I mean? Like it bothered me, but it didn't bother me because the match was so good. If that makes any sense. Oh yeah, for sure. I hear no, I hear what you're saying, but what ruined it for me wasn't that because the match was great. I don't want I don't want to say the production ruined the match. The match was great. Keith Lee and Adam Cole killed it. Uh, Adam Cole was selling his ass off. He, he, he looked like a monster. He looked like, like he's in there with his like his son. But uh, it was great, you know. Um, and Keith Lee obviously got up the victory. The problem that I had with it, and this go, I didn't speak on it last week because I was probably still mad. But it being spoiled, man. Like I am a guy. I know that I'm not in the spoiler realm. Like I stopped watch like watching spoilers because I realized that as I grew up, I could predict this shit. So I didn't. So when I get a match that I honestly don't know who's gonna be the victor, like a Keith Lee, uh, Adam, uh, Adam Cole unification, but not unification match, but like title for title match, I didn't know going into this who would win. But when you see that some whole, some idiot from the PC post and leaks it, and I'm sh- I'm actively hearing from you and James that yo, there's a leak on this match now. I try to avoid it. But with social media nowadays, if, if you're if you're in the wrestling atmosphere, you're gonna you're gonna see the spoiler before it happens with the, with, the, with these tape shows. I like going into matches not knowing when it's something that I can't predict, and this was one of those matches. And you stole my joy from me, so thank you very much. I mean, you know, like the near falls and all that. I like to be on the edge of my seat, man. Like, and I didn't get that because I knew what was gonna happen. I think. Well, I mean, with that being said. I won't necessarily hold that against them. You know what I mean? I do think that over time that WWE is going to, at at taped environments, they're going to possibly ask niggas to, like, yo, put your phone in the bag, my nigga. They're going to treat niggas like they're Jeter, nigga. You know what I mean? Like, yo, put your phone in the bag. You know what I mean? Like, because they can't keep risking that or... At the same time, does it matter when over a million people almost watched that segment? You feel me? Like, it was almost like, it was almost Tony Schiavone, Mankind-esque. You know what I mean? Like, where Tony Schiavone was like, well, you know who's going to win the title? No need to change the channel. And niggas yeah. just like, oh, bullshit. And change the channel. You know what I mean? Like, I, guess, so- I guess you're right. for Because like, for a fan like me, I'm going to tune in anyways. But and so you're talking about in terms of like business, in terms of ratings or whatever. I feel like yeah, you're right. It really doesn't matter. But for me, a fan who's like, all right, I going into most matches we see every single week. I'm just going into it like, okay, I know he's gonna win, but I just want to know how. You know, I know she's gonna win. I just want to know how, and, and how they're gonna get to the, get to the you know how they're gonna get to the end point. This is a match where I could have been like, yo, I don't know, and I can actually experience it for what it is. When they show it to me on TV live, and I'm, I'm, you know, you stole that joy from me. It's Keith Lee, man. 
you know, we're huge Keekly fans. And, and shout out to Keekly. I think he's going to do amazing things with that title, you know. But uh, stop spoiling shit, people. But, um, wait, you, yeah. you, you think, you think that, um, you think that for one, hold on, you think that because you didn't think that Adam Cole and Keith Lee were, you thought because it was up and down, you, it, you couldn't watch it. I ha- I did not think that Adam was going to win. I did think it was either going to be Keith Lee or it was going to be spoiled or like you know interrupted by Killer Cross. So I and, thought so too. And I, I thought so too. And I come from the spoiler angle. Oh, I mean, not the spoiler angle. I come from the spoiler, um, you know, background of, you know what I mean? I'll watch spoilers. You feel me? Like, I'll I'll vividly go out my way to check out spoilers so I know which match to watch. You know what I mean? So, when I saw that the Keith Lee Adam Cole joint was spoiled, it didn't say necessarily how. It didn't necessarily give me the finish. I didn't know if somebody came to help Keith Lee and they fought off the Undisputed Era or, you know, I didn't know the ending. I saw, you know, the coronation and I was like, let me go see how it ended. Now, I get it from you. It's almost like a movie aspect where you don't, nobody can spoil the movie for you. And if somebody does spoil the movie, you go and watch that movie with a different eye. So I definitely do understand that. You know, if somebody tells you. But I think the telling me the ending of the movie doesn't take away from the plot and the journey of the movie. If somebody tells me that an ending is happening and I'm going into there to see that ending, trying to understand that ending rather than be confused through the whole film. If that makes any sense by any chance. No, no, I completely understand you. And I don't want it to, be, it to come off as if I didn't like 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 the match. The match was great. Uh, but it, or it spoiled the match for me. But it does take a little bit out of the experience. That's all I'm trying to say. For me, at least, because who doesn't watch the spoilers? But, uh, yeah, Keith Lee won. I can't see what – I actually am looking forward to seeing him and Karrion Cross. You know, we had a little peek at Karrion Cross looking at him from the rafters. I like that little tease at the end. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm clear. I told you, man. I booked this, man. Like, let's 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 just keep it a buck. I booked Keith Lee winning all the titles, and they are listening to me. I'm just gonna say, I booked this a long time ago. <laughs> but yes, limitless. This is Keith Lee's destiny. Limitless. He should win the tag titles too, man. Just, um, I'm excited. I think that he's the perfect guy to have this title. The first one to be to hold to be a double champion at NXT ever. He's a perfect guy. So um, take it to the moon, man. Limitless. Yeah, I think I think honestly, we just posted our um, throwback video uh, from a booking black segment we did of Keith Lee, and um, where you know you pitched the idea that he was limitless, like he should hold all the titles. Going forward with Keith Lee and NXT as a brand, as a whole, I think, man, they're in a great space. I mean, we just talked about AEW, and they have to find their realm and have to find their spot, have to find their footing. They have to get back on, 
you know, the the horse, the proverbial horse has to say. But NXT, man, they got a vision. You said that if Keith Lee were to win, he should have two separate sets of challengers. He should have a set of challengers for the NXT title. He should have a, a, a challenger for the NXT uh, uh, North American title. Um, going forward, Io Shirai is the face of the NXT women's division. You know what I mean? So, like, and I you think, said it, man. You said it. You said, uh, you said it. Io, Sasha, Bailey, and who? Who's the fourth one? Io, Sasha, Bailey, and uh, uh, um, for the women's Rush- Mount Rushmore, Asuka. Now, yeah, hold the shit down right now. Yeah, Io, Oscar, yeah, yeah. Sasha, and Bailey is, you know what I mean? They they holding it down for everybody uh, in the women's division on every show, on SmackDown, on Raw, and on NXT. They are the pinnacle That's of the, the good, women's good starting division. Four, starting, who's, who, who, you put one more. Who would you be in your starting five? You have to take one other woman from the roster to take to your starting five and, and say, you know, we want to throw her in the mix. I know who it is, but say it. Nia. Not Nia or Bianca. I will have Nia. I will have Nia or Bianca. Gotta be, gotta be Bianca, man. She has to be the one to be. I'll be your starting five going forward. I mean, obviously, you know, she, Bianca's on Raw, and but they they're swapping people back and forth. It doesn't matter anymore. They should honestly end the brand split while this COVID thing is going on. That's what I would do. Until you start getting fans in, just end the brand split. Anybody can win the championship anywhere. And have you know every anybody work for anybody? I think it'll be better for writing staff exactly, too. Exactly, like, because niggas see, know we in Orlando, access. nigga. Like just pull up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody's here, so you know I think they should end up brand split shit. I know you're trying to say, oh, you can only see certain rock wrestlers on certain channels, box. It doesn't matter. Yo, it's at WWE, <laughs> you don't use all your tools. Honestly, in WWE, shouldn't have the they should be able to with the writing. They should be able to have a separate show and book separate things without Branston. They should have an interdependency between the rosters to where um, they don't have to specifically be separated. You know what I mean? But that would be awesome if they did that just for NXT. Like anybody can show up to NXT for like just for a time being, and you can have like let's say, oh snap. Cedric comes out of nowhere and he's challenging for the North American Championship, and he can just go back to Raw and do his thing. Raw, Raw, and go nah, back to fuck it. that, Cedric. Let's do Book and Black real quick, cause that's where, yeah, I mean, let me let me go ahead and end this right. I'm, I was broadcasting. Let me end this broadcast and start another one, my nigga, cause nigga, I want to do. We are Book and Black, Cedric, the sports entertainer right now. Yeah, I mean, you feel me, Book and Black, at Cedric, yeah, Alexander right now. Yeah, I mean, let's go live with that. So, I think with that being said, bro, I like what you just did. You say Cedric goes and challenge for the North American Championship. Now, let me be clear. This is just one idea if they kind of like, if that's a hypothetical I just came up with some high and I'm saying that, hey, they should end the Brad split. What I'm really, if I'm going for like a, a realistic Cedric book in black, honestly, I like what they're doing with MVP, man. He should just join the fold with MVP. Under the learning tree of MVP, he should turn heel on Ricochet. And honestly, I saw tips of it. 
coming coming with uh they did a uh they did a they did a, a package you know i'm not sure if it was on tv but it was him kind of like trying to tell him like listen you should listen to me i'm the og like and you, you, you know it was on tv it. yeah it was on he's tv trying, yeah he's trying to build the scent between him and ricochet um i think that they would have been ricochet obviously Cedric can be a great tag team but if they can use this to start a feud with those two guys Imagine the matches that we could get with Ricochet nah, they, and Cedric. They, listen, that <laughs> segment, Cedric was the only person who wasn't the United States champion. Now, you know, Bobby was the champion. MVP clearly was is the champion. Ricochet was mm-hmm. even champion. Cedric had his opportunities and lost. He lost to AJ, so he was never United States champion. You know, hey, maybe we can get to where Cedric kind of catapults himself off of Ricochet who just had a 24, you know, WWE 24, you know what I mean? And what if Ricochet goes after the United States Championship and it's Ricochet versus, oh, shoes and shit. What if it's Ricochet versus Apollo? Yeah, Ricochet I mean? versus Apollo. And that's that's awesome, too. You know, Ricochet versus Apollo. All, Apollo, Ricochet, Cedric, they're all super talented. Like a super level, level another level of athleticism. Wait, when so I say Ricochet a, versus Apollo, I meant Cedric. You should have found Oh, okay. okay. I said, well, said, said, my bad. I'm, I'm, my bad. I'm, I'm there too, At the end of the day, we're man. room for everybody black. Yeah, so for sure. I'm, I'm, you know, so Apollo <laughs> in there too, you know? <laughs> it's, it's Sumi, you know? So at the end of the day, all, I mean, this is definitely like, I love that MVP is kind of like putting them on, you know? Like, it's so cool. This is exactly what I want to see. Uh, we, we talked about it a long time ago. And, and I think that MVP is like a facilitator of great storytelling and angles within matches and, and with back, and with promos and with, with uh, you know segments backstage, he's made people interested in, in in all these guys through being that facilitator. And I can't wait to see more from these guys. I, I, I honestly, we, we've been doing Book and Blacks for how long now, and they've all been on our podcast. You know, we talked about booking them the entire time. So now we're getting it. Now we're getting it, and I'm glad to see. Yeah, I think, honestly, when it comes to the Cedric situation, um, I do like this the, the fact that he has the duality where he could possibly be a heel. And when you're talking about putting people in different places, Cedric going after championships is what Cedric was supposed to do, right? Cedric isn't a cruiserweight, you feel me? And I think he kind of gets typecasted and that cruiserweight type of thing. But shit, he's bigger than Ricochet. You know what I mean? Like, bulk-wise and body mass-wise, like, Cedric had to drop weight to get into that cruiserweight championship tournament. That's true. I think naturally he's like 220, 225. So, uh, you know, 215 is a good space for Cedric. I think Cedric, honestly, man, is a fucking monster when it comes to being a freak athlete. Um, And I think that he needs to... Have a few to shed that high flyer, um, you know what I mean, type of off of him. So I think, I think him and Ricochet would be a nice little thing. I think Cedric going to Apollo maybe would be a great thing. And having I think, think ha- about it though, like Cedric, out of all three of those guys, he's been, I think he's been a babyface since he's been in WWE. Ever since that Kota Ibushi match, he's just been like this heart. And soul, you know, he's like the heart and soul of the cruiserweight division. Well, the, he was the he was, was heart he, and soul two hundred five live, two hundred five live. Yeah. Um, 
but him and Mustafa, you know. But I feel like he's just been this endearing babyface. So to see a turn would be very interesting, I think, going forward. I'm, I'm all for that. Well, it's the same thing we had with Apollo, right? We was like, you know, how many, how how long can you be a smiling black guy? You feel me? Like, <laughs> but he's gonna I think he's gonna get some grit with with MVP. Keep him babyface because I see that this this storyline's gonna work. Now, speak, now, I mean, we we rolled into Raw seamlessly from Wednesdays. How'd you feel about the United States Championship title, man? I thought it was fire. You know, niggas, niggas had they, you know, niggas want to talk about the old NWA US title, and I'm like, nigga, go on a fucking network, you motherfucking grandpa, <laughs> nigga. You feel me? Like this the new fucking era, nigga. You yeah. feel me? You know what I mean? They, yeah. they get that shit out this of is here, one of my man. favorite designs of a title, that ass. Uh, you know, it has that, you know, dipset logo on there, that diplomats logo on it. So I I fuck with it, honestly. I, I think that the gold kinda is makes it feel more like a championship to me. A lot of people are like, Oh, it's not enough red and blue. I'm like, nah, I wanna see gold on my title, bro. It's supposed to be gold title belt, you know. I wanna see more gold. That's why I like the big WCW gold belt. Make it, it looks prestigious, you know, to me. You know, getting colors of diamonds on there is cool and all, but that's more flash. But this has the kind of a, 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 a melding of both, like a modern look with some old flair, you know, with the eagle on it, but still like a new updated version of it. So it's kind of cool. I love it. I want to copy it. I mean, I know I say that all the time when they gave you a title, <laughs> but uh, actually, I said that for the women's t- tag team titles, and now I'm saying it for this one. No, the, the, title, the women's tag team joint, I still got to grab, man. Yeah. Like, for sure, we got to grab that bit. Yeah. Um, what else happened on Monday? Um, I know Sasha and Kyrie Zane. Kyrie Zane returned. Right, so we got mm-hmm. after uh, after a report saying Kyrie Zane is going to retire after his contract is done. She comes back out with Oscar and then the Kabuki Warriors reform, right? So we got. I think that they would be working us sometimes. Like they just like put tips out there, like, "Hey, this person's going to retire." Why? Why, like, why wouldn't let's they? See, let's see them react to this. Why? Shit. Why? Why wouldn't they, nigga? Because when Kyrie Zane came out, nigga, all the think pieces of, "Oh, this is the last run." See, they were finally going to get the Oscar Kyrie Zane angle. Like, it was, niggas go off the beaten path off of the reports instead of just going off the beaten path what they think. You feel me? I feel like that if Kyrie Zane, Kyrie Zane's name has been in the news as far as wanting to go back to Japan for a while. So, if Kyrie Zane wants to go back to Japan, who are we as fans to say Kyrie Zane can't go back to Japan? Let her finish <laughs> off her shit with her best friend. Let her work some matches with Oscar, with Bailey, with Sasha, possibly get a, a match in with EO, have all three of them together or some shit like that. Yeah. And let her go be with her husband and be happy because the world is ending, people. And don't nobody give a <laughs> fuck about wrestling, you bitch ass niggas. <laughs> At the end of the day, you know, there are more things to life. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I don't know what expectations they have of people to just be performers, you know? Um, I just, but, yeah, I'm glad to see her back. They had a great match. Uh, EO, I mean, um, Kyrie and Sasha, come on. Like, it was awesome, man. You talk about two of the best bumpers in the fucking business right there. Uh-huh. Two of the best sellers in the business right there. Um, uh-huh. Sasha, Sasha has 
I'm excited. Sasha has a good match. She had a great match with, with, with Io. She had a good match with Kyrie. And I think her and Asa is going to put on a fucking slapper. Yeah. I think that match is going to be chingy. Ch- uh, it's going to be a banger of the week, nigga. I guarantee that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I can't wait for that. I can't wait for that. Is, is this tomorrow? Yeah. Yes, it is. Oh, snap. That's right. Yes, it All is. All right. So I didn't realize that the horror show at Extreme Rules was going to be tomorrow. You know, I've been, I've been, I've been waiting for that horror show. You know what I mean? Because Bray and Braun is my thing. Yeah, I mean, like I'm, wait, I'm waiting to see what the fuck that's about, nigga. I'm now, waiting to see Bray and Braun. Speaking of Bray, speaking of Bray and Braun, uh, did they have a segment on SmackDown this week? Nigga, the, the, I don't, go, go I, home angle. I'm gonna tell you once, and I'm gonna tell you again on the pod, nigga. SmackDown was a snooze for me. If y'all <laughs> niggas came here to get a fucking review show from us, nigga, y'all are sadly fucking mistaken, nigga. I didn't dare fucking watch SmackDown. I think we were editing, we were editing low key shit, nigga, and they had a karaoke segment with Naomi T- T- Tamina. The uh, 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 Dana Brooks and Lacey Evans. I was get the f- nigga. What? what you mean for what? I didn't. T- I didn't turn the volume up, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> I'm not blaming you. I'm like, why didn't you? What was the story basis behind doing this? I don't know. I didn't care to ask myself. I just. Continue to not watch, you shrug, nigga. You shrug your shoulders like, up. Oh, no, so, nigga. <laughs> so, SmackDown, I... I Whose t- idea was that? Was that Bruce Pritchard? I don't know, man. I possibly, man. I know, I know, Um, against Sasha and Bailey defended the tag titles against Bliss and, uh, and, Ale- and, um, and, uh, Nikki Cross. And like I said, I just like the chemistry of, I think, uh, um, Sasha and Bailey are just clicking all cylinders. I did see that, and um, the tag match between uh, Biggie and Shinsuke and Cesaro. Um, I'm just, I'm tired of seeing New Day versus Cesaro versus anybody, nigga. Nigga, Cesaro has wrestled with everybody against the New Day, nigga. Like, I mean, golly, nigga. So, he, he, nigga, Cesaro, Cesaro should come in with his new tag team champ, tag team partner, and be like. They gonna do this, 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 and this, nigga. He should know every move set, every transition, nigga. Like it, it should, it should, nigga. It's like the Steelers versus the Ravens at this point, nigga. Division right, like they always gonna see each other. So I'm he just come coming into work like, nigga. Who's next? Going some Goldberg shit, nigga. Um, let me guess. <laughs> So, you know, outside of that, like SmackDown, um, yeah, man, with the Cesaro shit, bro, I, I, um, I, 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 that was the only thing that caught my eye when it came to the tag, you know, the tag stuff or SmackDown in general. Um, I know that I didn't see the Bray and Braun segment. I don't know if they've seen it, but I do know I saw on Twitter AJ and Riddle is, uh, is, um, okay. is for the IC strap next week. So, you know, rock hard for me on that. <laughs> I don't know if everybody has the same. I don't know if everybody has the same sentiments about Matt Riddle as we do. I mean, I don't know why. Uh, I mean, I do know why. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but 
I mean, I just, I just look at him as a phenomenal performer. And obviously, we've had him on the show, and we um, have, you know, a relationship with that would be up. Just, you know, for him as a performer. But um, with the allegations, I, I feel like, like he, he spoke his piece. Uh I I I don't know I don't know how I don't know how to necessarily feel too much on I know how to feel about the Riddle situation and him like you said he's a great performer we know him he's been on the pod that's the bro you know what I mean and when people come with the speaking out situation you know we take into every case as they come you know what I mean um, with his I. I wasn't privy to the stuff that you told me off air as far as what you may have known or what have may have been circulating on forums and shit like that a couple of years back or even on okay. blogs or whatever. So I didn't have that knowledge, you know what I mean? But, uh, I, you know, that that's the bro. And until, you know, until he is proven with something outside of infidelity, you know what I mean? I, 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 I you know... I don't, nothing has been proven or has been alleged as far as sexual, predatorial acts, sexual assault, um, you know, um, you know, nothing. So I I can't, I can't not, not rock with my nigga. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can't let, I mean, everybody's subject to the core of public opinion at some point. And, um, but we have to understand that, hey, that's personal too. Like, you know, it's like, that's somebody's personal life. You know, it's not us to judge, per se, uh, even though we do, as a society, tend to do that. Uh, but when it comes to him, he spoke his piece. Apparently, he's, he's talked to WWE, you know, so. And, and if he has been stalked, that's serious, you know? Like, I, I mean, I've been stalked by somebody before. So, you know, that's, it's, it's a possibility. You know, this is, this, these are things that happen. And people do lie about people. So that's something to consider as well. Not that it's our job to then be the, you know, judge, jury, and executioner. Like, oh, given our takes on it, whether, you know, he should be on TV or not. I, hey, they're handling that. They're handling it accordingly, you know? So I think that, um, I mean, like, I think, I think it- he's one of the best. I think this is just a, sometimes people might use things as opportunists to, to do things. And I'm not saying that this is one of those cases, but we got to, as the public, we got to look at it both ways, you know? And that's where I come from, you know, because I don't like it, because I wasn't there, you know? So from my point of view is, they, you see this, you, you say that, but I have no proof on it, so I'm still rocking with Riddle because I know that he's a great performer. We, we, we like him as a person, a human being. And yeah, you know, we're a fan. And and my thing is another thing to go with that too is like listen, with the speaking out movement, I don't want us to be those males or those guys to say the thing. But let's, you know, we are males, so we have our own perspective and our viewpoints on it, and we can empathize and sympathize. Uh, you know, when it comes to how emotionally someone can make you feel how outside how you can be distraught how you can be disturbed not when it comes yeah. you know what i mean like but when it comes to a certain point or a certain place of um detriment to uh uh the actual story you know what i mean to carry out 
what your perceived truths are and what another perceived truths were. From what I understood was was that I do believe they were trying to pin Riddle into being uh, bullying and uh, um, obstruction of uh, finding gainful employment um, as far as uh, the person to be, you know, in the industry or whatever the case may be. And I am going to say that those things do happen. We have okay. seen. And I don't the, know the full story. Right, so right. And, but, 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 but so, it, but so, so. I didn't hear all that. So, so with that, so with that being said, those, and again, but that goes to when we say public opinion and proof and everything like that. I don't need to see proof. I don't need to. I know that you have your word. And somebody has theirs, right? And as individuals, people take the beliefs of whichever words that they choose to take the beliefs of. Now, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say that some of those words or all of those words are untrue. You know what I mean? Because that was yeah. something that they said happened a couple years ago. I know I've grown from a couple years. You know what I mean? I went from fucking mad bitches to being in a fucking domesticated household with a kid. You know what I mean? And that happened in the span of two years. So you can't say that people cannot grow, cannot be different from who they were once were and hold them accountable to what they once were if you can't see the evolution and growth of that person. So I, I do want same, to make yeah. I do want to make that statement. You know what I mean? Like No, that, I feel you, I feel you. And I said the same thing a couple weeks ago with the Sammy Guevara incident. I'm like I, I well, he's, he did was fucking wrong and sick, but I, I don't want to um, act like there's no redemption for people, you know. And I and and on any accounts, canceling somebody doesn't help anybody really, you know. And it depends on what how how egregious the the act is. Now, if there is proof of this happening, then yeah, there are certain things that may come into play because that means that, like you said last week with the MLW situation, you're like, hey, if you're doing business with somebody that is a little bit, you know, sketchy. Maybe you got to distance yourself from them, you know? So from the standpoint, when there's proof that somebody was a sexual predator, that is different. Than exactly, exactly, exactly. If if I have proof, and listen, I'm not, I, I, again, this is not, and, and this is not specific to the Riddle situation or anything like that. This is, this is not, this is also more than hearsay, Right. When we have when we had the speaking out movement coming out and people were attesting to things and saying things were true, they were they were saying and attesting to things being abusive, being that you know being uh, 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 very physical, verbal, emotionally traumatizing, having an affair with someone, and them not wanting to extend past the affair doesn't negate to a traumatic emotional experience to where we should shun that other person for that experience responsible for that now i can say riddle was wrong for making somebody feel that way i can shun riddle for having an extra mirror but again i'm an individual and who the fuck am i you know, you see what I'm saying? I'm a rest. Yeah, I'm I, not gonna get. I'm not gonna get to all that. But, but no, but like, no, but I mean that's the. But that's the that's the topical conversation of people, right? We are we're we're no, we're, yeah, we're, we're beyond yeah. wrestling fans, right? We're people, like you know what I mean? Like niggas yeah. want to talk about the will and Jada shit 
You see what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh, again, uh-huh. like, does it matter? And, and, and if it doesn't. exactly like again, that we shit happens, yo, and shit happens in your own life, and you don't get judged on the on the worst parts of yourself when you step on fucking Twitter and shit like that. So at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, I said like I said, when it comes down to proof that say somebody has done something, and it's like you know, you could talk about shit that happened with uh, you know. I'm not gonna bring up any other situations, but when we have proof, you know, you know the situations that we've heard of. And speaking out moving down, it's like, yo, it's likely this is not some bullshit because we know this person has been exactly to, you know well, like, like this. You know, when, when it comes to complete accusations, that's where I'm like, well, me, I have no judgment on it. I'm moving on. I'm moving on with my life. I know I don't, I don't need to talk about it. I don't need to comment about it because at the end of the day, that's real personal life and shit happens. And right now, it's just an accusation. And honestly, I have no business. Going that deep into it, you know, I when speaking out movement, I wanted to under, want, want people to understand that things need to change, absolutely, as, as a whole. But what we have to keep, all, all, keep, keep, keep in mind with that, as men, we do understand that things have to change in the industry, and we're going to work our way to doing that. We got to keep in mind that hey, there's accusations and there's actual tangible evidence and, 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 and history that people and, and second hand accounts and people talking up there saying, hey, yes, this is how this person has been. That's more, we can't treat everything the same. That's what I mean, you know, with every incident. You can't treat every incident the same and just say, hey, just believe everything just because someone said it. Exactly. You know, and, and not to knock any woman's story because it's not, that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm saying that we do got to learn and we do got to be sensitive to these issues. Shit, Absolutely. I saw I saw people joking on. Accusations are accusations. I, I, saw people, I saw people joking on Keith Lee, you know what I mean? Like, you know, how a big man like that get taken advantage of or. You know what I mean? Watch your drink, big man. You know what I mean? Like all, like a lot of people are just susceptible to their own ignorance. You know what I mean? Including, including you and I. Take but, advantage of how? Huh? Oh, 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 yeah. Exactly. So it's not just it's not right. So you know, we, it's not just men and women as far as accusations. Keith Lee speaks out, and and niggas like yeah. get, you know, get out of here, nigga. You ain't, nigga ain't. You know what I mean? Like, but it can. It can happen. You feel me? Like so, with accusations, we do take them seriously. But when it comes to defamation, that's where it's different. Yeah, I mean, like where you know, where it's a you know. I think everybody has their own barometer on how they judge it. Because if you just want to take everybody's word for it and be like, well, I believe this story, then you're gonna do it. You're gonna go out the window and say, I believe this, and that accusation I take as valid, and it's not defamation. Now I'm not even in the in the I don't have a dog in a race to even judge. I just say, hey, I hope everybody in the in the situation is safe and that they get to move on past this this incident and um, learn from it and grow from it. If there's things that happened in the past that were that were uh, that you feel that people feel bad about, then change. You know, if if you if, and you know at the end of the day, we all want peace and we want to move forward and 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 live a fruitful fruitful life and be able to work. I mean, if she's honestly not able to work because of the accusations, that is that is terrible. Um, so you know, it's, it's it's more complicated, and it's not for me to actually make to judge. You know, that and I think that the with with you saying that, I think a lot of people have, should have that same sentiment. It's not on me to judge, and a lot of people are judging, right? If 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 you don't want to listen, WWE takes account into what they take account for, right? We haven't seen Austin Theory on TV. 
right? We haven't seen Velveteen Dream on TV, right? They fired Jack Gallagher. You know what I mean? Like, niggas moving swiftly when they need Was there a story about Austin Theory? Yeah, 13-year-old girl on Snapchat. Oh, fuck out of here. Damn, man. Austin, <laughs> too. Nah, I mean, I'm joking. I'm fucking around, man. <laughs> uh, man. Exactly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. Exactly. So, I didn't know. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. And honestly, that's sick. So, so, so with that being said, what I'm... When when you talk about accusations and when when we see things fly off on Twitter and we see people pro, you know produce their proof and stuff like that, that gotta get to the big boys and the big boys take advantage take take that into consideration and and Riddle doesn't seem to right now have enough to where he's not in an IC title match next week. And I wouldn't want to ruin his career if it's not, you know, if it's valid, not career it, ruining. You know, exactly. If it's not career it's ruining. It's a possibility. Yeah. That it's not. Nigga, you know? Triple, Triple and, H left China to get with fucking Stephanie, and now he's the ruler of the world, my nigga. Like, infidelity happens, <laughs> my nigga. The fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Especially in the wrestling industry. Wrestlers, man, you get the. <laughs> it's like. The pastime. Nigga, Sean asked Brett was his day sunny on national TV, my nigga. Like, <laughs> come on, bro. Like, <laughs> this is so true. Oh, man. It's so true, man. But, yeah, uh, shout out to, shout out to, um, I hope everything's good with the, with the riddles, man. Shout out to them. And, and, and uh, I just hope everybody's in this situation has grown from it. And I, I, I want to succeed. So I'm looking forward Riddle, to that. Riddle, Riddle seems to have... I'm going to still be a fan. I think Riddle, Riddle seems to have... Like I said, I know, I know I've know i grown to know Riddle. It seems like he's in a great space. You know, he put out the statement. Um, Lisa seems to be in a really good position where she supports her husband. I mean, shit, they, they've been... They, the twins just the twins just turned 10. I think little Zach turned 8 or 9. Like, they've been together for damn near a decade. Like you, you, you know, yeah. you've been through your ups and downs. If you, if, if you know, what I mean, you've been with each other. You feel me? So, for her to know her husband and for this not to have breaking up their marriage, who, who's for us to judge that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you feel me? Yeah. So I think that's stupid. Yeah, I think that's stupid. Yeah, people, people have nothing better to do, man. Go live your life. Um, with that being said, man, do you want to give a kind of pre? We don't really do the prediction thing, but since it's tomorrow. Uh, do yeah. you, do you want to do, you got, oh, what, what, what you, what you, what you got, what you got on the, on the topic? Uh, we can do the predictions. Um, but I think the topic that I have, we can keep it for next week. I was just talking about the showman. No, nah, let's but, go. You know let's, what? let's go. Well, let's what I mean, you, you wanted to talk about, is there. Yo, okay. Is, all right. Let's, let's dive into it. Fine. Let's just go ahead. It has the error of the showman died. Has the error of the showman died. John Cena. You got Ric Flair, you have Hulk Hogan, you have, you know, Rock, Austin. I think those guys have been showmen. Obviously, I think Ric Flair is more of a worker, honestly. But as a showman, as a you are leading the brand, charge, um, the guys who start the show and end the show. It seems like right now we're in an era where we don't really have one, you know? And I liken this era to the era in the early 90s of Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels holding it down while... 
you know, you know, we have Diesel, Bret Hart, Undertaker, and there was Owen Hart, you know, Razor Ramon. That, there was no real showman during that that period of time, uh, and I think that we got some really great matches during that time because it wasn't emphasis on the the um, the sizzles, just on the stake of wrestling, you know, some psychology in a match, having some. Just put this guy out there, and he's gonna make the crowd go crazy. You know, uh, John Cena's not here anymore. You know, uh, Roman Reigns is not even here. If you want to even, he's not. I don't look at him as a showman, but uh, you know. So I look look at this time as a time where we're, we're going to see a lot of great work in the ring and storytelling, and because you got to rely on it too with no crowd. So are we in? Is the era of the showman dead? And are we in a, a whole new realm when it comes to seeing uh, wrestling like the old way we used to? I'm never going to see wrestling how I used to, just period. Um, but okay. as far as when it comes to you having a conversation of is the era of the showman dead? I mean, it's just ebbs and flows, like, right? Like basketball, like sports, right? You know, uh, or football, right? Is it the era of the running back? Is it the era of the wide yeah. receiver? You know, is it the era of the running back? I mean, a quarterback or. Is it a point guard league? You know, is it a big man league? You know what I mean? I, I think mm-hmm. those come with how talent is um, generated. You know what I mean? I think right now the the generation we live in, like we spoke of earlier, you know, Rico and Osprey, you know, lit up this gift world. Like no one knew what a gift or a gif was in sports entertainment until – I think you saw them niggas do the flips and shit. And once you do that and, you know, the rascals get someone that with their finisher, you, the backflip push that like they like uh-huh. that was firing for. So yeah. that is the era we're in. No one gets on. No one's a Ricky Stark right now. You know, Ricky Stark is who he is because we don't see that. So we're excited to see Ricky Stark because we don't see that. You feel me? So I think yeah. as far as, um, you know, showman goes, I think it's just the era. I think. I don't think it's die by any chance. I think by, by all means, if TV time mattered the way it used to, if character stuff mattered like it used to, then it would, right? Dawson, Dalton Castle, I think if that's on WWE, works because that's a character. If Velveteen Dream uh-huh. was on... T was on NXT. Was I can on, see him also not working on WWE too. I mean, like, 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 shit. Well, I mean, uh, again, it's a, a presentation. You feel me? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I think you know, you know, Austin. Or, as far as a showman goes, like you know, a showman is a guy. As far as like when you talk about a showman, I think of Sean. You know what I mean? I think if you're talking about I, a, I look at Sean like he's a, a showman in the ring. It's different. You know what I mean? Like. I, I'm not the right word. Right, right. But, but, I mean, but, but, but when uh, you mean when you mean like stick guys, like the like they're stick guys. But again, like this is a different era of being on a stick. You feel me? No, like, I, and I fuck with it though. I'm just no, 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 no. No, 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 no. I'm no, I'm. I mean, you bringing up a conversation. I'm having a conversation. When you're talking about a sportsman, you're talking about having like a, a sportsman. You're talking about a, I mean, a showman. You're talking about someone who can speak. You mentioned guys that can talk, like Rock. Rock's not a, a showman. He's a talker, right? Rick is a not a showman. He's a talker. Austin's not necessarily a showman. He's a talker. He's a stick man. You know what I mean? As far as a showman, like you say, 
being on a mic and 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 being able to direct traffic with this words. Um, I think Adam is that guy. Adam is for sure a showman when you talk about ring work and also being on the mic. I think Adam Cole would be the next guy that kind of. But as far as being as popular. I don't know if I, I, somebody's going to have to do it in the realm of uh, Instagram. Like, we're going to have to, like, that, that, yeah. we're going to have to see, no one's going to do it on TV. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. We're going to have you. to, I think we're in that era to where if a showman's going to present himself, I think Montez Ford is a showman. I think him. I think once he gets into his single stage, like we'll have Montez, Adam Cole, Ricky Stark, I think MJF, um, you know, I think those are four futuristic showmans that you mentioned that when when we hear them or see them, we know something happened. And I think Uh those would be those guys going forward. I see. I feel you. I mean, I guess it's all like definitely uh, relative to how you – Define showman, I guess. Uh, and, you know the guy, the talkers that I brought up. Um, I, I I I brought them up because it's it's a, it's a it's a different type of vibe. I feel like when you have a like the one star at top, you know. I feel like now we have a little bit more to bite into of, of, with when you're not all focused around this one dude. So I, I'm appreciating wrestling. I said that to be a positive. I, I appreciate wrestling as as a whole because we're in a place where we're going to see like more attention divided amongst the roster. I feel like I'm seeing a more diverse roster now than I've ever seen in wrestling. So um, I'm pretty, yeah, I appreciate it. I think it's good. I think it's dope right now. Yeah. I mean, but, when but you, it's not dead. No, but, but we'll when, no, no. Someday. But when you bring up, you know, is, I mean, but when you bring up the topic is the showman's dead? No, I just think the showmans are finding their way in the world of workers right now. Right. To, to even get on TV or to get, right, WWE is different, right? WWE, they're going to groom you to be a showman. Now, how much charisma you have, I think that's the word that you're looking for, where as far as charismatic showman to where, like you say, that top guy, like Hogan being at the top, he 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 was a showman and he was, he was charismatic, but uh, like you say, it wasn't diverse, right? Austin and Rock kind of were similar, but when you go down, there was not any other charismatic characters outside of Austin and Rock. Therefore, they they were more polarizing or more popular or had yeah. more opportunities because shit, who's gonna get a mic to the Odysseys, my nigga? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like or you know, but you know, but or or you know, you know, nigga, no one's out talking Rick. You feel me at at the at the height of this Rick, not old Rick, nigga, not not baked potato Rick. That nigga talk, that nigga ramble. Yeah, you know I mean, but like, you know I mean? but I, but I think what you I think what you mean as far as the I think when like I say MJF if AW can find out how to get MJF to be a guy on the mic where he can open a show, run a program, have a title, make feuds happen. I think Montez Ford. Uh, with his charisma, you know what I think should happen. I think that um, would that would be. I, I think that those are honestly the two. Montez and MJF would be my top two if I had to do a top two. All right, I feel you. I, I, that makes a lot of sense considering the era that we're in, 
and it, and and seeing if they can. Uh, I could think that like both of them obviously are, are bona fide stars uh, in the making, are already stars. But like you said, if you're if they're gifable, you can put them on Twitter, you can put them on Instagram, and they're creating entertaining content, and then they can they can cross over. You know, that's what I'm. That's what I think that's what I'm talking about. A crossover, the crossover dudes. You know, but um, definitely. I'm curious to see where, where we go, but it's not necessary at the moment. And I, and I appreciate where we're at because we're seeing the evolution of it. Um, uh, what what else? What was the other topic that you had right there? No, I think we hit everything else before uh, earlier. Uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to the work that Randy Orton is doing. Shout out to quick the work that Seth Rollins is doing. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing where they take uh, the Randy Orton angle. He's doing great work. He's locked in again. Maybe it's because he's inspired from what Edge came out, you know, kind of brought out of him. But I think he's doing some good work out there. Um, I'm looking forward to the iPhone eye match. Uh, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. And I'll be nigga, tomorrow. You what the fuck is an eye for eye match, nigga? You literally have to poke out your opponent's eye to oh. win the match. It's wrestling shit. You oh, know, yeah. you don't even got to really explain that one because no one, you just got to just accept it. Okay. But, but. <laughs> Okay, an eye for an eye match. We've seen a lot of crazy shit, you know? Let's see where they take this one. Well, who do you got winning that match? I got Ray winning it. Or it'd be messed up if his son turns on him and they both, and he blinds them. Then Dominic's a heel and he's underneath Seth's wing. That would be fucking hell. That would be cold. But uh, I I see Ray winning it. I see Alistair turning. That'd be awesome. I too. see Alistair turning and Herberto and uh Dominic and Rey Mysterio go at there. Uh, Buddy Murphy, Seth Rollins, and Alistair Black. I think that's my prediction. Uh, if they do that, I'll be I'll be happy for that. Like I honestly <laughs> I would be I would be tuned in for that because honestly I really fuck with this storyline they did. I mean uh, uh, I like the iPhone I stuff. Sorry Chris Jericho, I know you guys did the iPhone I stuff, but they're doing it a lot better. Uh, they are actually blending it in with the storyline. It wasn't just like hey I take your eye out, take my eye out, and, and no, John Moxley didn't even take his eye out. John Moxley took one of his henchmen's eye out. One of the um, damn, I was gonna say something. I'm gonna uh, the Ortiz or, or Santana, one of them. He took one of those like guys eyes out. It was just wasn't it wasn't told well. You know they're telling it better in WWE. That's it. You know they took the concept of poking somebody's eye, eyes out and they put it into an actual story, which is dope. We'll see where they take it. Um, I'm going with Ray Mysterio. Yeah. All right, we got Apollo versus MVP for the United States Championship. I got MVP in this man. Who you got? Apollo versus MVP. Ah. I got Apollo. I'm going to go Apollo. Mm. You know, if MVP wins, and, and, like, so is it, is MVP coming into this title with the title, into this match with the title, and then at the end, they're going to have two titles because he it's, has the old school one, right? It's pretty, it's it's probably going to, it's going to be a, uni- it's not a unification one, but it's going to be for the new title. The new title. It's funny because they debuted it with MVP, so he's going to be walking in with it, like you know. So I, I, I see that. I think that I think it's going to be Apollo. I think it's going to be Apollo. I think MVP might get it, but 
maybe I think I'm gonna go with the pile this one. Alright. We got Nikki Cross versus Bailey. I got those straps in this. No no questions asked. Are are you thinking? Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Uh, I'm going Bailey. I'm going Bailey. I'm, no, I'm just trying to imagine. Could they even possibly put it on Nikki? But this is more of a test for Nikki. I feel like this is like, hey, you got this spot. Go out there, have a good match with the champ. It's your first pay per view. You're not winning the title though. So I feel like I'm gonna go with Bailey too. I'm like, what is he? I'm like, what is he thinking about, bro? Bailey defending against Naomi, Tamina. Six other women. There's no way Nikki Cross is getting this fucking title, bro. Nigga, if, if Nikki Cross won the title, I'm tossing my 60 off the fucking hinges off the second floor. <laughs> man. So, right. we got Oscar versus Sasha. Hmm. Man. Oscar. Oscar. I think more that... and more, I think the more and more, it's only going to work if Bailey costs Sasha the title. Yeah. And if they're doing that, then I say Oscar. But what if Sasha Banks is those champions too? Like you said a couple of weeks ago, two man power trip. You know, so that's interesting. And then they can put Oscar with EO. And they can go after the tag team championships and then swap it back. And then you got, I don't know, or you know, maybe Kyrie. I don't know. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. I like this because I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Sasha too. No, you said you said you said, you said Oscar, right? I said Oscar. So I'm gonna go with Sasha. I bet we're opposed on every single match, which is great. All right. Dolph versus Drew, I don't care. And I know it's Drew. So we don't even have to spend too much time on this, man. Yeah, I'm good. All right, cool. Next match, final match, my match of the night, nigga. The Super Fight. We got Braun versus Bray. We got the Eater of Worlds back. I think Bray loses only for him to see the Fiend. But I think this shit is great. Yeah, Bray. Yeah. I mean, not Bray. Um, not Bray. Um, Braun. Okay. How high are you right now, nigga? I'm uh, I'm pretty high. Okay, yeah. good. I'm, I'm gonna go. So, would you pick? I pick Braun. Yeah, I pick Braun too. Yeah. So we're all, we pick we got op, we got the only two we picked the same was Drew and Braun. We got opposites on every other joint. I didn't even pick for Drew and Dolph because it doesn't matter. Um, but, yes, uh, you're right. We, we Everything else is different. All right. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we'll watch it tomorrow. We'll get back to y'all next week. You know? We'll do live. We'll do We'll do IG live. Of the, uh, All right. Yeah, uh, that sounds good. Yeah. We'll do IG live. Um, quick little recap. Yeah. Quick little recap. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, nigga, I'm bloated right now. I'm about to go and try to fucking... Yeah, I mean, if I don't go to sleep right now, which if I do, I'm going to be upset, nigga, because I know I'm going to be up at like 3 in the morning and looking like, so I, I think I'm, 
I'm gonna try to fight it, see if I can stay at least two more hours and go to sleep at like nine or ten, and I'll be okay. I'll be good. Okay. Yeah, I mean, um, oh, I'm a, talking about tomorrow or are you talking about tonight? Nigga, tonight, nigga, tonight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, nigga, I'm fried right now, nigga. All right. Um, no, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna watch the drink tomorrow, and after the show, we can uh, we can link up on the IG live and do a and do a. Review joint or not a yeah a review joint. Yeah, yeah, we can do a little review. Uh, tune in for that on Instagram. Hi man, um, it's been a good show, man. Yeah, yeah, it was been a good show. And uh, with that, guys, I know you hear the inflections in our voice dissipate <laughs> because of the copious amount of weed niggas smoke. So we out, nigga. Peace. Peace out, guys. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Nigga.